Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am L.J. LaFura. Alongside me, we have Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, you're alive. I'm back. Uh, LJ, if you remember earlier on when we, uh, I believe it was like May or June, we were saying that I was on the run from the IRS. I remember that was the title of one of the episodes. Uh, Still on the run. We're out in Syracuse now, though. So (laughs) uh, it's great to be back on the show. Great to be back at school as well. Had my first day of class today, but we have a lot of baseball to talk through. We had quite the weekend in the sport the yanks are playing right now in the bottom of the third inning the red Sox are playing in the bottom of the eighth we got a lot of games on right now but should we talk about the story that's kind of like dominating the mlb news cycle is that fair to say i mean i've just seen so much of it brennan but first i do have to ask do you ever wonder what time it is now that i'm at school Absolutely yes, because LJ, if I'm not to class on time, time is money, and I think we we all know that. Absolutely, you know you're gonna have to either confirm or deny these rumors. But the rumor on the street the past couple of days is that you almost lost your room this year 
because the check-in stuff was all being closed down by the time you got there because you didn't get it get out of out of uh, Saratoga on time. And all that would have, would not have happened if you got a watch from lotterrain.com. Oh uh, yes, at that's Lotterain, why I did. you can find that's why I woke up at 5.45 in the morning to, <laughs> to leave yeah, my you couldn't house. even get there in time. You're supposed to wake up at 3, Brandon. Come on, get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> at LaTerrain.com, you can find incredibly stylish watches at a relatively affordable price. And with promo code MLB Daily, you can save 10% off on your purchase if you use that code at checkout. Brandon, which watch works best for you for school? You know, we always talk about the compass and I've just, I don't know. Uh, I have to actually buy one of these watches at some point because like for the price, like you're actually getting such a good deal for watches that look like this. And it's of course, great quality. LJ, the legacy too, just feel like you could really wear that with any outfit. It'll look good. Even the red crest, the navigator, or really all these watches and all the other stuff that La Terrain sells. Uh, just go and check it out. I mean, for you get free shipping on orders over 50 bucks. Code MLB daily gets you 10% off. I mean, right there, you're saving quite a bit of money. Yes. So go to lawterrain.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com and use promo code MLB daily at checkout to save 10% off your order. But yes, this is pretty easily the big talking point of the day. One of the most disgusting talking points of the day, in my opinion. But you can go ahead and kick, kick this off. All right. So basically, while I was out this weekend, uh, I saw something about Javi Baez and how he might have like, I don't, I, so basically, all I saw was that he did some kind of thumbs down gesture, right? And yep. when he hit a double, he, he, he like looked back at the dugout, did the whole thumbs down thing. Now, if you remember in 2017, the Yankees, when they went on their crazy playoff run, that was their like thing. You know how every team has a thing when, when they get on base. LJ, I don't know what the Red Sox thing is, but I know the Yankees. Oh, we, we wave every single oh, time we get on base. You just wave to the dugout? to the dugout and you don't understand the guys in the dugout if you forget to do it actually get pissed every but it's every time you get on base um it's it started with just extra base hits and eventually moved <laughs> to everything i mean you know this is of course i'd like to take full credit for being a relatively trailblazing organization especially seeing we kind of started this new home run celebration fad with our bullpen our uh, laundry cart Yes, year. rolling them through the dugout. Yeah, that's 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 pretty good. Started it all. Next thing you know, maybe Chato is getting his jeweler on the line, and <laughs> the rest of his history. Well, let me say that. So while that was the Yankees uh, thing that they did in 2017, it was due to a fan who was watching a Yankees Red Sox game. I want to say, and got shown on the national TV camera. The Yankees were losing, and he just had two thumbs down, just looking right at the field. 
Yankees end up seeing this. They go on a bit of a winning streak late in the season. They start doing that every time they get on base, carries them in that playoff run all the way to game seven of the ALCS. Now, the Mets, I originally thought that they were copying what the Yankees did. And I was like, well, like, I guess it's okay. It's been, I mean, it's been three years, four years since then. But no, it's just, LJ, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but it's literally just Javi Baez saying like, oh yeah, I know we haven't been playing very very well lately. So that's why I gave a thumbs down. Like, is there anything more to it than that? It is so much worse, Brandon. I am glad you have come today to hear about this. This is exactly what Javi Baez said. First off, it's not just Javi Baez. It's multiple players on that team that have started doing this. And his explanation was something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing here. When we, when we do bad, we get booed. But when we do really well, nobody cares and nobody talks about it. So now every time we have success, we're going to boo the crowd. So every time they do something good now, certain players on that team are doing thumbs down, not to the dugout, to the fans, to the people that are paying hundreds of dollars to go support them. So did he really say something about how when we do good, they aren't so, like something about that, how like. Yeah, but it's silent and they're not supporting. Dude, you you're you're on the Mets like this is one of the biggest markets in, in, in the United States for any pro sport. You're in New York City like. I feel like he needs to turn on a little bit more of. WFAN uh, radio like you know I know he just got traded there he's not very familiar but he should hear what the actual fans and I'm using very large quotations as to actual fans uh, as the radio callers for WFAN but when they're on a winning streak you know because they're calling up and trying to compare whoever the best player on the Mets is to Aaron judge, whoever it is that week, whether it's Pete Alonzo, Conforto, Lindor, Baez, they're trying to compare him to judge. Where in the world, like what athlete would ever say something about how the fans are not supportive of that team? Like, what's the point of even, what's the point of playing a sport? If like, what's the point of having teams, you know, at that point, I, I don't know. I just feel like, this whole thing, I've seen so much media coverage about this. Like, honestly, haven't really read much into it, as, of course, LJ just told me exactly what it was. But so much media coverage for something that's just shouldn't have been a big deal at all. Look, it should. First off, I, I can say it should be a big deal because this is not how you treat any fan base. No, no, I mean, it shouldn't have been a like they shouldn't, the Mets shouldn't have started this in the first place. Yeah, the team shouldn't have made a deal, big, big scene here because they have absolutely nothing to do. There's a lot of quieter fan bases with, of course, much more appreciative players and than the Mets. But this team is certainly vocal. You listen to it. First off, also side note, have you, have you found Kevin Harlan on, uh, I think it's Kevin Harlan on TikTok? Kevin Harlan is on TikTok. That is, he is, and here's what he does: is he does um, impressions of people calling in for radio, and then you know how it has like the switch thing, and you just like it's it's somebody like in freeze time in their head, like mm. telling somebody off. 
Yeah. He does that to all of the stereotypical radio calls. That is, that's great. Um, but anyway, yeah, look, this is a very passionate fan base. This is a fan base that loves the team. This sounds completely, utterly tone deaf from every single player that has participated in this, and particularly Baez for speaking up about this. I mean, I, I'm having trouble expressing this, not because I'm really bad at talking on here. I'm certainly not. I talk on this like, you, it's hard to get me to shut up. We've had hundreds of hours of content already produced this year on this. So it's, it's safe to say we don't, we aren't afraid of talking or expressing ourselves. No, we are not, especially after my vaccine rant. Um, we are not, not afraid of expressing ourselves, but I'm trying to find a way to properly express how wrong this is because these people pay a lot of money that a lot of money that lines their pockets to come out and support this, these teams and have a good time and to treat them like dirt and say that they're not good enough and they're not doing enough for you is downright awful. And you can tell not only do they not care about the fans if they're going to do this, but they don't care now that they've been outed for how bad this is. I mean, you look at the pictures, I believe it was, where was it that I was seeing it? I don't have it now, but I want to say it was the New York Post was ripping Francisco Lindor, who was also doing this thumbs down stuff, ripping him for having his night, a nice night with his family at the U.S. Open right after all of this leaked out and was has just been completely silent on it. The fact that he hasn't said anything, but is just going to go out and stuff. Look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny somebody time with their family. However, it just is the right. It's such a bad look for him to ignore the issue and just continue carrying on with his life as if the people that they've offended, the people that care about them don't matter is it's wrong. It's as wrong as what they were doing in the first place. Well, this next stat slash topic, it does go very much along with this. And it's something I saw on Twitter today and it's, Javi Baez's last 162 games. So, you know, you could call this a cherry pick stat. And when I say it, you'll see what I mean. But in his last 162 games, he struck out 223 times and he's walked 24 times. Now, that's not me listing his OPS plus, uh, his batting average, his on-base percentage, any of that. That's just picking... Two out of the three true outcomes, which is walk strikeouts at home runs, which the game is just moving more towards that, towards those three things happening every single day. I mean, no matter how much you see it, the amount of walk strikeouts and home runs that happen has been increasing every single year since I think 2000 and will continue to increase. When you're striking out at that rate, you need to supplement it with some sort of walks. Someone like Joey Gallo does it pretty good because he strikes out a lot. I mean, as a Yankee fan, I cannot believe he's already struck out 48 times in 28 games. 
but he also hits home runs and draws walks. Like he has 23 walks in 28 games. Baez has 24 walks in 162 games. And I get he's a free swinger and everything. And his contact skills actually aren't, I mean, it, it, they're, they're bad, right? But it's not downright atrocious. I mean, this is a guy who finished second in the MVP voting, almost hit 300 one year. How can someone just lack such an important skill that when it comes to hitting and that's being able to take pitches and draw walks, he's just too, too excited up there almost. Almost too. I would actually, after this whole thing, you could even go as far as to describe it as arrogant. Like he kind of knows he's good and is just going to go out there and do whatever the heck he wants. Now, if you want his OPS plus over his last 162, it's an 89. And that's his 60 OPS plus in 2020 is a big part of it. But he's at a 105 this year. Still, LJ. No, I agree. I say we're, tr- we're, tr- we're trying to trash Javi Baez here. Let's not. No, no, <laughs> that's no. That's part of the stats. No, that's um, the point. That's the point. The point is, yeah, look, um, and on the Joey Gallo thing, too, these types of power strikeout guys, as much as you you roll your eyes at them because of guys like Javi Baez, you roll at your eyes at that type of high strikeout, high home run guy because of that. And then all of a sudden, you go and you look at guys like Joey Gallo. You look at the guy who not only is becoming a true member of this Red Sox team, has really kind of taken, been taken into the whole team by the fans so far. That's Kyle Schwarber. The, the fan base is kind of just loves to laugh because it's so amazing. Brandon, the dude just finds a way to get on base every single game. Like there is no, there is no way that he is not going to get on base. Currently, I believe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. See, that's why teams are going to just all the on-base percentage guys, though, because it's like, well, even if we can't string them, like, in a row very much, these guys are going to be on base. It's just you need them, then you need good clutch hitting, which most teams lack. Schwarber is averaging a walk per game as a Red Sox. That's, That's really impressive, especially when you don't even consider what he can actually do with the bat. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that, especially considering the fact that on multiple games, he's bat, he's hit leadoff, which is like the least, least walked position in it. Yeah. He's got a 500 on base percentage. 
since he came over. And so people are just like laughing because they're so happy and so amazed by it. The fact that you you walk up there, and he walks up to the plate and you just have a really good feeling he's going to get on base. And it's just, it's the, the way he walks is kind of remarkable and you don't see it unless you're watching him day to day. But then guys like Gallo and Schwarber, their whole, the way they play the game gets diluted by guys like Baez. Yeah. And, you know, I think at the whole point of this, so, you know, like I, like that point I just made with Schwarber, like, yes, he's averaged over a walk per game with the Red Sox. That's not even considering what he can do with the bat. All right. So take those two, two stats that I just gave you 223 strikeouts, 24 walks in his last 162 games. Okay. So now you have to take out 200. And so out of the 600 plate appearances that you get, roughly a year and that's if you play about 150 games 223 of them so over a third of the time you're at the plate you can just take that out okay so now the highest your batting average can be would be oh well no hold on. i kind of kind of did that wrong but still you see my point that's a 230 20 plate appearances out of 600 where it's just an automatic strikeout and then you're not walking in any of the other ones it's certainly concerning and even for a guy who does have a pot like a nice ops this year at what point does it go too far to where guys are just striking out too much and not walking enough i think he is probably a good example like the fact that he's been able to stay somewhat productive this year is pretty impressive when when you look at those stats and those are really important stats for pitchers too i mean how often do we look at those two because just like i said the game is moving so much into that kind of style of play but I just think it's it's gotten to the point where it's, you know. Oh, also, we have our first team eliminated from playoff contention, the Baltimore Orioles. Officially out. And the Diamondbacks can no longer win the NL West. So, fun. Um, what was I going to say? I forget. Oh, my last um, point I have to touch on with this debacle with the Mets for today. I'm sure it's going to keep – evolving and we'll it's the mess it, it's it's 100 it's going to keep blowing up to the proportion it deserves to be because this is not how you treat your fans um in the coming days we will continue to cover it but look i kind of partially take back what i said about wanting all of these friend super team team ups in baseball because these are the exact type of bad ideas that friends have together are they not i mean you were all over Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor reuniting. I mean, like, you were like... Yeah, it was going to be fun until he started doing the dumb stuff. Like, dumbassery is a big part of being friends as guys, but I was really hoping for not this. And it certainly doesn't help the fact that their season is pretty much... uh, Yeah, I mean, they went from being in the lead for the whole year to now 63 and 67 and the Braves are 11 games over. So yeah. Uh, meet the Mets, greet the Mets. LJ, you got a little, LJ, you've got a little bit of news regarding uh, some COVID stuff here. 
I know. Is that Matt Barnes who tested positive? Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking whether it was positive or if it was close contact. I believe it might have been positive, but that was just today. He did head to the COVID IL, yes. Got it. All right. There is quite a few names that also hit the COVID IL today. Alex Wood and Johnny Cueto on the Giants. They uh, One was scheduled to pitch today, the other tomorrow. <laughs> That's a tough break, LJ, for the Giants. They only have a two-game lead right now, and their two starters for the next two days have to go to the IL. I mean, that's not what you want, especially when they had to kind of do like an impromptu, a bullpen thing tonight, which let me see how, how that's going. But that's certainly not a fun uh, thing to, to, uh, to uh, go through. But, yes, yeah, so Johnny Cueto, Alex Wood, uh, Matt Barnes of the Red Sox, and then yeah, Noah so Syndergaard was the other one yeah, right before his rehab start. Um, general scope of what's going on with the Red Sox, there's basically been – so far, we don't know the full extent of this Barnes stuff yet. We'll know that in the coming days. But it looks like it's just going to be two very small, completely separate outbreaks. Um, one with, bo- with both second basemen on the roster, Christian Arroyo and Kike Hernandez, who naturally you can understand why they'd be close contacts to one another. And then the other two others are relievers, Martin Perez and Matt Barnes. So what I want to understand is that if they're all in the dugout together and then they all clap hands after, like they all shake hands or whatever, after they win the game, how are they all not, how are they all not close contacts with each other? I don't know. Because you high five every team, you know, like you go to the line. They do. do. Look, (sighs) this is just something we have to get back to dealing, realizing we're going to have to deal with for starters. While it's a great, while it's a great thing to have a vaccine, no vaccine that's not like ten years old is really going to be perfect at stopping what it's exactly supposed to be stopping. And then you add in stuff like this Delta variant. The Delta variant is an entirely different beast that's really starting to pick up in this country. We have to stop acting like the amount of players vaccinated has any form of bearing on these outbreaks. No, it doesn't because it's been proven like that. Well, there there have been studies that have shown that you actually may be more likely to get um, the Delta variant with the uh, vaccine. So, like, you know, there there there's a lot. There may be a lot of random stuff going on in around. Either way, what this is proving is the Delta variant is an entirely different thing. We cannot expect the teams that are like super vaccinated it doesn't matter if they've been yeah you remember the yankees and red sox trying to come out of the all-star break and then the yankees have that big outbreak and it's like well wait a minute like why are we blaming the yankees here it's like they were all vaccinated it's like well you know what blaming any at some point it doesn't hold a lot of weight and you're right we shouldn't be blaming people for a literal like if you get covid no one should be mad at you that you got it like if you got it and you're quarantined and you're doing everything you're supposed to do and you know you have it like there's no reason for people to be mad at you like these are pro baseball players who spend 180 days a year playing a sport in like 
all types of weather, all types of all this stuff, traveling by bus, plane, staying in hotels all the time. And you're really going to give them crap for having to miss games because, oh, it's, it's, it's your favorite team. It's like, how do you think they feel too? It's, it's their job. Like it's their literal job. Look, the only thing I will give a guy crap for is paternity leave. That's it. That's where I draw the line. Um, you can watch that on FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> Your FBI agent passes out in the middle of the. That's what Jason Tatum did. He he watched it on FaceTime and then got 40 points on him the next night. So that was an interesting few days for him. Look, I kid, of course, but. Yeah, no, we just have to stop acting like whatever vaccination policy the MLB has put forward even matters because it really doesn't in any way, shape, or form, not to me, with the way the Delta variant is affecting everybody. So this is just going to be, it's going to be more very similar to last season. So just accept it, get used to it. All right. Up next, we want to talk a little bit about a streak that is still going on. Actually, and, let me check. Is it still going on? Uh, let's see. As of tonight, we'll be able to see. It is. It is. It is. Uh, All right. So the Rays. Right, keep in mind, Red I did not get to watch the end of this game. Um, damn it, LJ. Can the Red Sox beat the Rays one time? Can you guys? Look? You know what? We're freaking trying, Brandon. We're saving up for this bullpen game that's allegedly coming at some point in time lj how are the yankees supposed to do anything when the rays just keep winning in other news kyle schwarber did walk tonight he did (laughs) um Um, but more so what we're supposed to be talking about here is wander franco who has now as we talked about yesterday he had a 29 game on base streak ranking uh, I want to say that was. You texted me. Sixth, I think he's sixth, sixth, sixth all time in league history of players twenty or younger. He will now move up for a tie for fourth, or no, I'm sorry, tie for third with tie for fifth. There we go. With, there you um, go. <laughs> Mel Ott at thirty after he hit a two RBI single in the. I'm assuming it was the ninth to in the red in the Rays 6-1 win over the Red Sox. Look, I have a question, a very serious question for Alex Cora. When is this bullpen game coming? Are you just going to keep using Hansel Robles run his arm into the ground so we can put finally put him on the IL and out of his misery? Well, I have a question, LJ. Yeah. Who's who's this superstar you guys put into close the game out Raynell Espinal yeah who is Raynell Espinal I've I mean look at we do this show every day and we still find names and we're like who who the hell is this guy like how did he get in the majors LJ he's the roster selection for Barnes so he's like the COVID replacement so he doesn't so it's not an option or anything no he's not even on the 40 minute so okay so you guys pull the little Yankees here Pitch him for two innings. He'll be back down tomorrow. You call up someone else. You got to green goblin them. Goblin these relievers. Is a, is Yaxel Rios still on your roster too? Because I'm trying to think who else you got. Uh, he's he not. Is, can somebody check on him and make sure he's okay? Because I haven't seen him in weeks. 
He's not. Uh, yeah, I Austin figured, I figured he really. wasn't, but like, could you imagine if he was just sitting on the end of that bench? Uh, yeah, that would be he's he's in the minors still. It looks like. Uh, yes. Um, yes. Renfro, of course, still on the bereavement list. Had a death in the family recently. Thoughts and prayers out to him. But yeah, so look. I mean, oh yeah, on the street. It makes perfect sense to do this um, bullpen game. However, do you really need two nights of resting everybody as much as possible? Because basically, Brandon, he went and tried to push Tanner Houck into the sixth inning, which he hadn't gone more than five this year, which again, I think long, long term, he's certainly going to be capable of going six, but if you haven't stretched him past four or five innings all year and then are trying to need him, will him to get through six innings or more, because I guarantee you he would have tried to go more if he could. And that's exactly what he did with Pavetta tonight as he gets him well over 100 pitches in this one, only five innings. I get you're trying to rest these guys, but when is it coming? You only need to get one of these rest days in so that sale would get pushed back. That's all you had to do. You could have done it tonight and done, gone about your business normally from there on. But please, if it's not tomorrow, I might lose my mind. All right. So I want to talk about <laughs> Franco. Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, can I get a, a second for another stat here? Because I meant to mention sure. it right after the bias one, and then you can you can have the floor. Well, the Yankees um, just allowed a grand slam, so that's that's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, anyway, yeah, you guys really didn't help, give us much help about, with the A's either, so don't act so hard. Don't we you just right? won 13 games in a row. I mean, I don't he, care if you've won 13 or 27. Beat the A's. Don't all right, what's the stat? Don't let Franti Montas become your daddy. And we can uh, all have a happy life. But the stat, Brandon, over 162 games, because that's what you did with Javi Baez. Wander Franco, 6.7 war. Wow. That is impressive for a 775 OPS hitter. Uh, Not only is it impressive for a 775 OPS hitter, the dude's 20, and he's yeah. on a, playing on an MVP level is what that tells you. Also, I would like to know, like, so the Rays are very analytically advanced, I'd say. Like, I'm like most teams are pretty caught up to where they They're were at one finesse. point. But they still do a lot of finessing and with the way that their roster is constructed. On what planet, planet does – any analytic say to hit your 135 OPS hitter, which is basically the best on your team last. Mike Zanino, who is genuinely the highest OPS in this lineup tonight, the highest out of any player in the lineup, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. And he was hitting last. Like what, what stat tells you to get one of your best hitters the least amount of at-bats out of any player on the team? And that doesn't... You know... I would love to see their their reasoning because I'm sure there's something that's just like crazy that I I'm not thinking about right now, but just logically to a dumb fan like me, it makes no sense. My first initial gut reaction, it was to say he's probably more comfortable at the bottom of the lineup. So they decided to use him as a second leadoff. But then I remembered their manager is Kevin cash and he does not care anything about the human side of baseball, the man's a computer. So my best guess, they very well could have mapped this out. And I'm not sure why people haven't thought about it before, but like percentage scenarios, like could, could, is it possible to mathematically line up exactly where, how it is most likely for a team to get on a run? I mean, like, I'm sure that, like... Like, like playing the percentages, like, yes, it makes sense to get all of your good hitters together. However, based on, like, splits, based on runners and scoring position type stuff with guys working out of the stretch or not working out of the stretch, I'm sure there's a lot of different numbers you have to play with situationally that you could easily determine the most optimal lineup where it very well could be in this scenario that the Rays decided that their best option was in like the third inning and he would be like the second batter up. Yeah. You know, that's certainly an interesting way to approach it. I mean, no, it makes sense because I'm also completely lost here as well. I mean, I, I don't know where, like, Look, I'm sure that they have some sort of system. Like, actually, well, I would love to know if there's some sort of system that just kind of like spits them out an optimized lineup. Like they put in a few p- parameters like, oh, we're facing a lefty tonight. Uh, maybe they can even put in the exact pitcher. Like maybe. I bet, oh, I bet you they can put the exact pitcher in. What so I then they can see like versus fastballs versus fastballs with this spin rate curveballs with this spin rate uh runners on scoring position against that yeah just and then you can also probably look at and wait the last couple innings based on projected bullpen health yeah like if the guys have spent if whoever has spent the majority of their lefties in the past couple games you don't think you're going to be facing them that may might take into account 
there's a lot that you could do with baseball that we do not have the math mind for here at MLB Daily, or at least don't yet. We should just, we should try to create stats this winter. All right. Yeah. I mean, so we, we could do we that. Should try to break, break, we should try to break baseball this winter. Oh, um, great. <laughs> Well, speaking of breaking baseball, Robbie Ray just set the MLB record for most strikeouts through the first thousand innings of a career, 1,241 Ks. And I genuinely think that he's going to win the AL Cy Young this year. Uh, As of right now, that's probably who my vote's going to. It's such a mess. Uh, I I really don't know who else I can. That is a huge flip-flop here. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't mean like you're flip flopping, but like, I'm not picking Garrett Cole. I mean, like I could no, I pick knew, Garrett right. Cole, but it's just like I, I don't know where we stand on everything right now. It's it's so tough, LJ, because Robbie Ray like, genuinely beat Ben like the best pitcher in the league like for the past couple months. He has a six WAR. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't give it to him at this point. He's been clearly the best guy in the American League. You know, I shouldn't say clearly, but it's been he's no. he's the best. He's he he's been the best, I think. He might be. I always forget how to do this. I don't think the numbers are that far off for, for Rodon. Yeah, how do you do it so I can like compare someone? You used to be able to do that on baseball reference, and I don't think they have that anymore. What's your comparison? Oh, it's on stat head, okay. Oh, they put it behind the yield paywall. Yeah. Um, Should we get to what we look, actually? Oh, unless you have one thing, and then we, because we have Hall of Fame. Do we have to do Hall of Fame? I, I'd rather talk about this uh, Ravi Wraith right take here because look. All right. Yeah. Um, if we have time, I mean, we can do a couple of. If we have time. Oh yeah, we can do Hall of Fame tomorrow. We can. Eh, we'll do it. Either tomorrow. that, or we can do like, like carve out ten more minutes. Um. But, no, look. Garrett Cole, I'm not trying to just bash the Yankees here. It feels like from the out from an outside perspective, from somebody who doesn't necessarily watch every Garrett Cole start, that within that 280 ERA, there have been a lot of bomb starts. And, and kind of like it's uh, it, it's didn't he have one a couple of weeks ago where he gave okay, up like seven? So he had all right. He had the one against Tampa where we lost like 14 to nothing. Like that game just doesn't even count. Like he did, he allowed seven earned runs. But since then, he's pitched 17 innings and only allowed one earned run. So, yeah, I see what you mean because he has that one start against a Boston too where it was – that was a nightmare start. But – he really hasn't gotten tagged that bad. I mean, there was a game in Texas where he got tagged, uh, but no, he's been fairly consistent and he's put up a lot of, he's kept us in a ton of games this year that we shouldn't have been in. We ended up losing some of them, but we've won 13 starts that he's made, which is not the best, but like, I'll take it. Yeah. I just, look, I mean, I don't know how this stacks up, but there have just been, I counted four statistically that I consider really bad starts, especially for, for a Cy Young contender. But I know for a fact in at least three of them, he has looked absolutely lost out there. And 
that's just something that I think in most cases you'd have to be absolutely brilliant for the rest of the year to get me to look past that. But again, sometimes I hold too high a standard. Let's look at Robbie Ray. See, so he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm as far as I'm concerned. So so you know what I'm looking for in terms of like those really bad blow up start, anything over five earned. He hasn't had a game over five earned. However, he certainly doesn't have as many like one earned run and no earned run games as Cole. That's, that's for sure. He has a lot of two and three earned run games, which Cole doesn't. But with that being said, so he hasn't been completely dominant in starts like Cole has at times, but he also hasn't been bad in starts like Cole has. So he's just been very consistent, has really put together a nice string of starts. I mean, since July 4th, we're talking a 178 ERA. So, I, I mean, really, really good numbers from this guy uh, since July. It's 11 to 12 in one to zero ERA. So, so Cole edited him out by one. Wow. Um, and then, of course, we ha- have to look at the guy who I really do think is he's the guy I'm taking right now. Rodon. Carlos Rodon. And that's just off gut check. That's really got me looking at any numbers here. Let's look at how he rates on those in terms of how many really good starts did he have versus how many bad starts. All right, so I've found one, only one game of five earned. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wait, gosh, shoot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, he's passed them both. He has passed them both with only one bad outing. I have to think it's in. But all these guys you know, can have like five starts left. So there's a lot. You have five starts left. Exactly. Because if you asked me yesterday or two days ago, Lance Lynn is probably my Cy Young favorite. It's either Lynn or Rodon. just happens to be the teammate of this guy. <laughs> and yes, yes, it's absolutely ridiculous. And again, this, this isn't to say that these guys aren't insanely talented. These guys are all Cy Young contenders and deserve to be treated like that when they come out of the mound. They should be scary. Lance Lynn is still scary. Well, that disaster start the other day easily eliminates him, I think, from this race or puts him on the same plan as Garrett Cole. LJ, he wasn't like, I don't think I've ever seen Lance Lynn like pitch that bad in a long time. And he was on the Yankees in 2017. And I don't want to talk about that. But uh, I mean, it was like just watching the highlights. it was like he wasn't even there. Like he was just kind of just out there, just like going through the motions. Like usually Lance Lynn is the guy who's like really pumped up after a strikeout, like really stomping around the mound. It just kind of seemed like he was just like, he was just flat. I I don't know. Robbie Ray tonight, LJ, if you want to, here was his line because he just came out. Seven innings, four hits, two earned runs, 10 strikeouts to one walk. So I, that's my Cy Young right there. I just got really curious about um, how the hell is Robbie Ray going to win the Cy Young? This is, oh, my God. He's not going to win the Cy Young. 
He didn't even make the all-star game and he's going to win the Cy Young. Um, I, I just went to see out of curiosity, not thinking he's a Cy Young contender. Don't get me. Don't, don't think I'm just trying to pull for my team here. I just wanted to see based on that litmus test where Nathan Evaldi stood up. I'm like, oh my gosh, he actually might be the Cy Young. Then I realized I was looking at his walks line. So, oh, oh my God. Let me, let me stop counting that and see, you know, one, two, three. Well, LJ counts. Uh... I'm not going to count the whole way. He's got, he's got as many blow up starts as Cole and certainly hasn't gone as deep in games as he has. Um, Should we talk about another pitcher, but just in the national league? Yeah. Our guy. Or actually, after we do that, can we try to break down the NL Sion bet by this? Sure. Yeah, you know, we'll do that, and we'll push the Hall of Fame to tomorrow. That's perfect, actually. I forgot about that. No, that's fine, because, no, we, we actually haven't done this in a while. All right, after we talk about this guy who really should be a part of, the, of our next conversation as well, Adam Wainwright, LJ, turned the big 4-0 today. Uh, and I believe yesterday he had quite a nice start, LJ. Is that right? Yes. Or two days ago? Uh, it was yesterday. Or two days August ago. August 28. Yeah, two days. Seven innings, three hits, shutout, five strikeouts. He's also. That's, that's coming off of eight innings, two hits, shutout. LJ, I saw this on Twitter today, too. I think I retweeted it. Adam Wainwright is 40 years old. He's second in the NL in innings pitched, third in wins, eighth in hits per nine, ninth in walks per nine and whip, and 10th in ERA. And he also is tied for the MLB high in complete games with three. Agent like fine wine. I honestly, you know, I'm not going to pick it now because I haven't done adequate research yet. I think Adam Wainwright might end up being my player of the month tomorrow. Ooh, spicy. That's Brandon, a hot one. Hot it's, not, it's not that no, hot. It's, it's, it's actually let's, not that hot. <laughs> let's, look, let's look through his, his month. Starts the month off slow starts the month off slow with seven innings three earned five strikeouts and seven innings two earned six strikeouts then throws a complete game two hitter with seven k's six innings two earned four k's eight innings two hits shut out with nine k's and seven innings three hits shut out with five k's lj i have one argument against him being player of the month out of the six starts he made, three were against Pittsburgh. I, I mean, that's – that's you have to take that into consideration. I mean, yeah. he's facing the worst offense other than probably – I don't know. Is Pittsburgh the worst offense? Is Baltimore the worst offense? All right, I just pulled up. Uh, I would have to imagine it is Baltimore. No, no. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh traded Pittsburgh away all Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Arizona. I think we have to I think we have to at least honor Arizona here. I mean 
Arizona lost like 18 in a row or whatever, but that was like earlier in the year. The, all right, 470. The have all my recency bias. 470. But yeah, so Wayno is 40. Uh, I think he's going to, I mean, if Yachty's coming back for another year, it only makes sense for him to come back. Unless yeah. he retires off of this season, which a 3.2 war season at the moment of recording this is really good for a guy who in the past, LJ, since 2016, he's only put up 3.6 war. 2016 through 2020 was 3.6 war. 2021, 3.1 war. So, or excuse me, 3. So what, so what you're saying is he should, he should retire before they hand him a peacock. Uh, hot takes. Well, um, LJ, that. so hmm? he is only 0.3 war off of 40, which is a pretty big milestone for for mm-hmm. pitchers. Um, I do have that stat for you. So Pittsburgh is the worst offense. They are last in runs scored. Do you want to guess who the second worst offense is? All right, I'm not. I'm not looking it up. Second worst. Hmm. Is it the Mets? Yes, it's the Mets. No way. Is it because they've still played less games or have they finally caught up to everybody? Can, um, can you see that in front of you? Um, They have 130 games played. Yeah, that's pretty much what everyone else has played. Either way, they were never that far back. 3.75 runs per game? And they were the best offense in 2020. There is no way you can make up for that because of amount of games. They're only 13 or 18, I'm sorry, 18 runs better than the Pittsburgh Pirates right now. And this is a Mets team that had last year. Because I remember we specifically talked about this on the Mets preseason episode. They had eight players. All eight of their starters had an OPS plus over 100 last year, and they were far and away. I remember I was like, LJ, is it fair to say that the Mets had the best offense last year? And you're like, yeah, like absolutely. Like they're clearly like one of the best offenses. And now as a team, LJ, as a team, they have a 91 OPS plus. They're 9% worse than the average hitter as a team. I mean, that is really hard to do, (laughs) really hard to do. It is. The question becomes, what went so wrong? They didn't get any internal improvement from any of the guys that they thought were going to improve. I mean, look at Michael Conforto. Look at Pete Alonzo. I mean, look at Jeff McNeil. Look at Dom Smith. All these guys who they thought were going to improve. Look at Francisco Lindor, LJ. I mean, this is a guy who they're who they genuinely expect to be who they're paying to be a six war player per season. And he's put up, I mean, 2.2.1. I mean, he's going to put up six war for his contract. Um, He's been good in the field, but like, other than that, like, I I don't know. Look, I mean, yes, I understand you're looking for improvement from everybody. You have to keep having improvement, but to fall this far, it has to come down somewhere else. Something, someone is someone in that in that um dugout is not getting through to those guys, and I think we all know who's in charge of getting through to those guys. 
Mr. Miggy Roja or not uh, Miggy Rojas. What's his name? Yeah. Rojas. Yeah. Louis Miguel Louis. Rojas. LJ, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm going to put you on the spot here just because I oh, no. remembered. Didn't you also give your NL manager of the year like in May to that guy? All right, Brandon, have you ever done any of those coding games in elementary school where like they teach you how to code? And it's like, if this happens, then this happens. Luis Rojas, it, I don't think has played sure. those games. No, 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 no. That's not the point. My point is, my statement was a if this, then this. If this, then this. Like a branched reality type thing. Okay. If this team won the division, he should be manager of the year because of how much he had to deal with going through all of that ridiculous, the ridiculous August, the, all of the double headers and all the travel extra games they had to play in the second half of the year. It was going to be such a hard, it was going to be such a hard end of the season because of all the time missed early on. If he could hold on to that division lead, he absolutely deserves the manager of the year, but he lost that, that lead quickly and with a vengeance. So absolutely. No, my, my, my claim, I feel my claim no longer has any stake because they did not win the division. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna pace that. I guess that's me. fair. If he <laughs> if the Mets win the division, Rojas is manager of the year. Um okay. Anyway, all right. Did we want to look at Adam Wainwright? Because I did pull that up. Where did I put them? Um, all right, so oh, Adam Wainwright. Oh, yep. yeah, no, NL Cy. So we're looking at NL Cy Young guys. So, yeah, so he has so fun. far only had th three, yes, three blow up starts. Okay. None, also, I think this should be noted, none since May. Okay. So he has been very good throughout the, the stretch. And in terms of great starts, one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. So he he sets it sets the number for the NL at what was it three and ten. And so so three three blow up starts and then ten starts where he allowed what is it zero or one earned run. Yes. Okay. So in blow up starts are five or more. Okay. So Wainwright's got three and ten. I guess the next guy we should probably go to is Walker Bueller, right? Oh, I picked Corbin Burns. I already have him pulled up. All right, Corbin Burns it yeah, is. I was so, also thinking you could have went with another guy too. So, it's hey, we're on the well, same page, it seems. Overall, I think, yeah. So, this is what our, for now, our formula for Cy Young is. And we can, of course, keep changing it and perfecting it. But I think this is a pretty fair formula. First off, they have to pass the eye test enough for us to think of looking them up. We're not going to go out and search for these guys sorting by statistical tables. Oh, because I'm sure there's some guy who has been bad, but he just allows like either zero or one earned runs or just like four every start. Like, and there's no in between. It's just like, yeah. it's just one of those. So like, I'm sure there are guys that break the system or maybe even have more war than some of these guys, but we are, if we aren't thinking of them, then they obviously don't deserve to be here. Okay. 
Um, Corbin, Corbin Burns. Burns. Blow, blow up starts. And I will look at Walker Bueller so that way we can. Brandon, he does not have a start of five earned runs. He has one start of five earned runs or more. Walker Bueller has one start of five earned runs or more, and that was April 27th. When was Corbin Burns's? Hold on. He has 15 great starts. When was um, Corbin Burns's? Uh, Corbin Burns's was his last start of July. Okay, so, so the re- recency bias does take into effect. So Walker Bueller has not had a quote-unquote blow-up start since April 27th when the Dodgers lost against the Reds. In terms of zero or one earned run games, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And that's it's twelve, but it's also how many is that? Six of his last seven games, he's allowed either one or zero earned runs. And and the game that he Actually, hold on. This is a crazy stretch he's on. His past nine games, he's allowed either one or zero runs, except for twice, and that's when he allowed two runs. In his in the last nine games, he has a 1.19 ERA in 60 innings pitched, 71 Ks, 18 walks. Bueller, as of right now, and while that is impressive with what you said with Burns, because he does have a very high number of those uh, really good games, the fact that since April, this guy hasn't been, like, touched up once, he's only had one loss or two losses since then, and he gave up an earned run in both. Uh, You know. Yeah, I think that's fair. You also have to think about major accomplishments and – Highlight. We talked about this um, a couple weeks ago. Highlight moments, and Corbin Burns has been full of them this year, both with the record-setting performance and I forget what it was he did, but I remember he had a crazy start in July, which I think the fact that I remember it. Yeah, he struck out like I think fifteen or something crazy. Yeah, fourteen. Um, I pulled up Zach Wheeler and yeah. Brandon No Bueno. For starters, really? he's got he's got back-to-back blow-up starts here with right, six yeah. six and two-thirds, six earned, eight innings, five earned. And then before that it was four. So he's got what's his ERA this month? I can't I don't have that right now, but f- this month alone, four, zero, four, six, five. Um, as for great starts. Okay. Interesting. I pulled up Brandon Woodruff because he's still very much in the conversation. I mean, he still has an ERA under 2.4. So he went on a stretch to start the year where he allowed less than three earned runs in every game until June 17th. But in terms of games where he's allowed zero or one earned run, which we're considering very, very good. He's had... Let's see, four, nine, 11, 13, 14, 15, 16 for Brandon Woodruff, zero or one earned run. And in terms of five earned runs or more, he's done that twice. So based on our 
little logic here. We're saying it's between Walker Bueller and Brandon Woodruff. Wait, what was the numbers you said there? 16 games where he's allowed zero or one earned run and two blowups. And so why is Corbin Burns taken completely out of this with one in 15? Because I thought, oh, yeah. Uh. Um, also, Zach Wheeler has only has 11 great starts. All right, so we're so we're completely kind of out on Zach Wheeler. Uh, Corbin Burns, so just so you know, Walker Bueller leads the entire MLB in ERA plus with 193. As for guys we talked about on the list, Corbin Burns with 181, which is down by a lot from what he did last year, actually. And Brandon Woodruff, I believe, had a 170, 175, which is an improvement on what he did last year. If you remember, I picked Brandon Woodruff at the start of the year to win the Cy Young. Uh, I'm actually feeling not that bad about it. I mean, didn't you also pick the Mets to win the division? Did I pick the Mets or did did I pick the Braves? I, I picked the Braves. I know that for a fact. Okay, I'm okay. I I, I never got on the Braves. You know, to be fair, we're gonna look back when the season's over at all our predictions. And if I got Corbin Burn or excuse me, if I got Brandon Woodruff at plus eighteen hundred, which is eighteen to one odds to win the Cy Young, and I didn't put a single dollar on it, and I just straight up called it. I'm going to be really mad, LJ. So, uh, yeah, I should have. Um, all right. I pulled up another guy here. I think definitely deserves a look. Yeah, we'll do him and then we'll, or him or one more and then we'll wrap it up. Who's the other one you were thinking of? Dubbed. I don't know. I just didn't know if you wanted to do more than. No, that's all. That's all I can think of. And if, I mean, if, if they're not rolling off my tongue, I don't think they really deserve this. Um, okay. One. Wait, who is it? Kevin Gosman. Oh, Kevin Gosman. Okay. I, and, I, I, and I do have one more guy I'd like to talk about after this. So, all right. So, Gosman has two blow up starts and one. Fourteen great starts. How many, how many blow up starts? Two. Wade Miley, LJ, who Ooh, I forgot about Wade Miley. currently leads the National League and wins above replacement, okay, leads the NL in war at six points. players or pitchers? Amongst all players, I believe. I don't think Tatis has passed him yet, and it's start to, it's getting time to consider a pitcher for MVP for me as well. Uh, but Wade Miley... LJ, 175 ERA plus, which is the same as Brandon Woodruff. He's had only nine starts where he's allowed zero or one earned runs, but only two two uh, blow-up starts. The ERA of 2.74, when I look at someone like Corbin Burns, do we know what his ERA is off the top of our head? Uh, rough estimate. 2.3. I mean – the difference between 0.44 ERA, sure, it's not that bad, but it's, or I should say. The Cy Young conversation is pretty well, big. Well, right, right. But 
I mean, war is calculated in a way that like, you know, it's not using just ERA. It's not using just these, these, these numbers. Wade Miley has that high of a war for a reason. He threw a no hitter. Yes. And that for sure helped his stats, but that's one of 24 starts he's made this year. His war is six, 6.3, 6.5. When you include his 0.2 hitting war, uh, you know, he is that high for a reason. And he doesn't have any numbers that jump off the page. He doesn't lead the league in any category. He's just been damn consistent and just good. Just night after night. So, yeah, uh, certainly have to consider him as well. Because, you know, there's going to be people that just vote based off who has the highest war. And he could certainly get uh, his name up there. But all right, uh, I think that's going to do it for today. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. But yeah, uh, my name's Brandon Karam. This is LJ LaFiore, and we'll see you tomorrow. In manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 